This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. I'll give you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. It's Friday, October 23rd. And this is episode 14. Behind the the Schemes with Boo Berry and Montgomery. Or Monty, if you will. Monty (laughs) Belafonte. There we go. Monty, Monty Lagosi Belafonte. The monster is back. (laughs) Wait, the what? Uh, It's just one of the random nicknames I get from time to time. If it's not monster, it's usually Montague... Montego Bay or Monte Carlo. <laughs> Ooh, I do like Monte Carlo. Mm. That's good. Um, well, we, well should, we should get you a horror themed. Uh, Isn't that wouldn't that be monster? Monster. <laughs> but it's going to fuck up our uh, our whole. MMMMBBBB. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> Well, sadly, Mike isn't here to join us tonight. He had some uh, other business to attend to, so he should be back with us on our next episode. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be back. We miss you already, Mike. Yeah, and I, I guess I should have asked him before we started if uh, he received a very special package. We had a series of mugs made up for us by one of our fantastic listeners, and they're behind the schemes coffee mugs that we <laughs> inevitably pour beer into. <laughs> Should we name them or give them a plug? I, I don't know if uh, they want that or not. Um, I don't know. I didn't think that. <laughs> Probably we'll, ask for, we'll ask for next podcast and uh, yeah, give them a plug if they want it. Hell yeah. Well, thank you again for the mugs. They're phenomenal. And yes. I can't wait. To thank talk. you. Thank you, good friend and listener. Let's get Mike in there, and then we can have ourselves a little mug, mug three way. Mm-hmm. Um, three mugs. Three the three mug club. Nah, it's a little. That's a little too crowder. Can't do the mug club. 
three mug of tears. How about that? <laughs> See, it works already. Mug of tears. <laughs> uh, before we get too far into our first topic tonight, which is all about the debate last night, um, Monty, I think I might have heard of a solution for our questions about like do we do this discord thing do we just uh stay on like your facebook's and your instagrams and all that which i think we should uh, yeah i was def- definitely i could definitely be better with the twitter too the twitter handle but you can create your own social media website for ten dollars a month through mastodon and there's no like censorship or anything. Uh, anybody that listens to the show, they could hop on board, sign up. It's free. Uh, there's a bunch of other really cool people from the No Agenda uh, network that hang out on various other social media sites because like it's all from one company, but they do this federated thing where it's a collective of social media pages that act mm-hmm. as the universe mm, so to interesting. say so it, it kind of feels like uh discord a little bit but it, it's its own it, it's, guess, it's like fa- it's like facebook right it's closer to twitter than it is facebook okay. as far as um layouts concerned and mm-hmm. it's all toots instead of tweets you got a toot you got a <laughs> retoot i haven't tooted in a while <laughs> that's great Man, we are clipping like crazy on this. Hmm. This is weird. Um, it's been a while since I've been at the helm. Mad Malachi has been taking it over for us for a while. I got too complacent. You uh, you got some popping noise or in the feedback? Nah, I'm just riding super hot for some reason. But yeah. I don't I don't even have my fader up past half, which feels <laughs> low. But uh, I don't know. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, Sunday we'll have all the answers to this stuff. I also I also started a, a Twitch account for the first time. It's pretty fun, isn't it? It's nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I, re- I really enjoy Twitch. I did not realize it was so fast-paced, I guess, as far as like these hype trains and people mm-hmm. trying to... Oh, you get a couple hundred listeners, man. And yeah, that uh, comment section is rapid fire. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it was neat. Um, along with uh, the No Agenda show, there's a handful of other productions that do live. And uh, one of them has a, his own Twitch channel called mm-hmm. Nick the Rat. And I'm, I want to have to send you a video after the fact because he, he does some really like really weird out there stuff but i love the format love is the he way. playing vi- is he playing video games or is it still a live show or something like that it's a podcast it's a paranormal podcast uh, and he gets people to call in and uh he's, he's usually got moving video graphics behind him so he's green screened himself <laughs> it's, it's good uh i like it yeah twitch is a lot of fun it's uh definitely a underused tool by the masses <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think when it comes to it, that's uh, maybe where we should look for. Definitely. It's not even the only one, too. There's YouTube gaming, Facebook gaming. Like, there's like 
literally like, oh, there used to be Mixer. That's gone now. But um, yeah, there's like 10. There's always a new one popping up because so much money and so much, you know, revenue is being generated through these platforms, through donations or PayPal or people just paying money to leave a comment or whatever. Super chats. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... I, 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 on one hand, I can't really wrap my head around it, but on the second hand, it just, it makes so much sense being able to, oh, <gasps> you figured it out. Is that better? Oh, dude, I think. What was, what was this? Oh, weird. Yeah. I hope that was part of the problem. Um, I didn't realize I had two instances of me going in clean feed, so I'm twice as loud, it, it appears. <laughs> oh, you had, like, two browser tabs open? Uh, I had two mics uh, on open on clean feed, and they were both uh, my microphone. <laughs> yeah, so that's why your audio seems, uh, seemed louder than mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm a lighting oh. guy. Lighty, lighty. Pluggy, pluggy. That's, that's probably uh, what did it. Are you still hot? Um, It seems like I'm kind of jumping around just a little, a little bit, but this is also the first time with this microphone at this setup, so hmm. I don't uh, I don't know quite what to expect. I need some more fine tunage. Hmm. <laughs> Um, well, let's jump anyway, man. Uh, what what did you think of it last night? What what pops in your brain? It was entertaining as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely nice to actually see a debate this time instead of like a barroom shouting match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there was laughter. There was tears. <laughs> a whole mm-hmm. gamut of emotions. Uh, as a whole, I I thought. Uh, the cutting off of the mics was going to be a more egregious process. Me too. I, I didn't think they were doing it at all. But Mike said he heard him do it towards the end. Yeah. I didn't, hear, I didn't even hear it once, though. I forget where it was. It wasn't until my second listen through. I was like, oh, yeah, that was it. Um, But for the most part, they didn't use it at all. So, uh, I mean, that's good. Yeah, not, not to the degree which was I was thinking. About that. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I just there's a part of me that really still subscribes to the idea that Trump debating Biden like that is elder abuse because uh, Biden looks like he was holding on to that podium for everything there for a yeah. while. And uh, yeah, I, I just the, the way he kept shit. Uh, Shifting his center of gravity to the left, to the right. And then, you know, like righteous looks of indignancy. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny seeing him get all pissed off, too. It's like, oh, yeah. And trying to cover it with his smiles and stuff. He, he's a guy who smiles things off when he's uh, irritated. Uh, uh, Joe, you're a lizard showing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a. Uh... He's definitely, uh, I don't even know if you could train him at his age to not do that anymore, but we'll see. We'll see. We still got to have an election first. I I thought the, because there's a classic meme that 
any conversation that's going poorly usually ends with Hitler. And <laughs> when when Biden had made the claim that he was a he was a friend of ours or an ally or how, however he phrased it before he started invading motherfuckers, I <laughs> might have cackled a little bit just because I can't believe. <laughs> that was said <laughs> on a national debate stage. <laughs> you got two 70 plus year old men up there. There's going to be a lot of lapses in memory and what am I talking about and contradicting yourself one sentence later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought Trump did pretty good for them for the most part. I, again, it kind of felt like one of those 2v1. He was kind of debating the moderator as well. Yeah, yeah, it's there's definitely a. I, I would definitely, I would definitely say I enjoyed her moderating better than the first guy though because she definitely did a much better job of, like saying, you know, stay on it or you only got ten seconds or you know or two minutes to explain. She definitely, uh, in terms of keeping the pace and momentum, she did a much better job than the other. The other guy. Com- was completely defeated by Trump. He could not, you know, that's why they wanted to bring up muting the microphone. But it's like, honestly, if the moderator had just been really good at moderating, he wouldn't have had that issue whatsoever. You know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe a brown or black woman is the answer to future all future debates because no one wants to appear to be a, a racist asshole. <laughs> you know what's, uh, you know what's seen the, the first debate with Chuck Wallace just made me start thinking of? The scene when <laughs> Tony shows up to his ex ex fling's house mm-hmm. and <laughs> totally emasculates him <laughs> with the belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah he basically he spanked him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's how the first debate kind of felt because that moderator I can't remember his name was Chris wallace right or something like that uh i think i said chuck wallace I, it actually probably is chris wallace i'm terrible yeah. with names yeah unfortunately for chris or if that it really is his name or not he was out of his element in that one he just you know he's not the guy to control that he yeah played. chris chris wallace chris wallace but yeah the lady from last night though she did a much better job uh even if uh i guess i'm assuming she's voting the democrat but um, I I did think she did a better job in terms of just moderating because just because the first one it seemed like a complete failure. <laughs> hmm. Um, I liked it better than the vice presidential one. Yeah, it was definitely more interesting. Uh, because it was entertaining. Like you were watching, like two guys watching pro wrestling, pro right, wrestling. Right, right. And there was a couple of smackdowns. <clears throat> Hit him with a cheer. Yeah, I would say definitely for Trump, he he certainly uh, looked looked better than he did in the first one easily. Um, I I just I don't know. I kind of feel like everyone already has their mind made up, and I don't know. I've I've yet to meet a person that can't decide, but maybe that they don't want to even state that if that's even the truth, because I do occasionally talk about politics with uh, friends and such, but um. But um, yeah, it's a uh, it's gonna be an interesting election because we're obviously seeing uh, record turnouts for early voting already. Right, that is that is for sure. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't even include all the mail-ins, and then 
So I wouldn't be surprised if all these numbers in terms of record gets shattered this year. Yeah, I mean, I still kind of stand by what I said last time. I'm so ready for this to be done. <laughs> I am too, man. So I, if I could fast forward two months, I would easily do it. Just let's just let's just get to the fascist part, damn it! Right, you know, <laughs> I'm tired of <clears throat> cold footing my way around this. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to know at this point. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, let's see what other sort of conspiratorial stuff has been going. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to say about the debate? Not really. I feel like it's taken as is. I don't think it is a debate that's going to drastically change anyone's mind. Uh, everyone still already knows what they already knew, and. They're just going to vote for whoever they knew they are going to vote for a month ago, probably. <laughs> I, I, do like the, I do like the terminology of the laptop from hell. I think that one's uh, that's pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> um, I did have a... Well, shit. I'm using my phone, and that's where, I, that's where I last sent it. I have a weird typhoon investigations report that I had texted y'all. Um, I hadn't had a chance to read through it yet. It's about 60 pages. It wasn't all that long, but I'm also using my phone for video. So maybe I can text it back to myself. Uh, Perhaps. When we take our break. Um, this is fun. Have you ever heard anything about the uh have you ever heard anything about the the earth's magnetic poles flipping? Well, no, why would they be flipping though? It's a natural process that happens every 200 to 300,000 years. Uh, and, and this is an article from News Punch uh and and the headline is NASA Earth's poles are about to flip. Worldwide blackouts coming. Oh, February 2nd, 2018. Uh, historically, the poles have flipped every 200,000 to 300,000 years. It's been about 780,000 years since they last flipped, meaning that a shift is massively overdue. According to scientists at NASA, this planet is showing signs that a shift is imminent. Yahoo News reports that our planet's magnetic fields protect us from lethal levels of radiation from phenomena like solar rays. The dangerous particles never hit us directly because upon entering the Earth's atmosphere, the magnetic field deflects them and forces them to move around, according to NASA. So the prospect of that field weakening, which it does when it's getting ready to flip, is worrisome. It would leave us without sufficient protection. The... The North Magnetic Pole has been wandering at 10-year intervals from 1970 to 2020, as is seen in this uh, animation from the National Centers for Environmental Information, NOAA National Centers for Environmental Information. Do they have that video? So what's happening is the magnetic north and the magnetic south are swapping positions. So they're coming to meet in a circle or meeting at the center and then spinning it back around. So north is going to be where south was and south is going to be where north is. Right. I guess I need a video explaining. Is this like happening like based on the Earth's rotation or is it going through literally the planet? The magnetisms are just flip flopping. 
It's going through the planet. Yeah, like through the core or something like that. Um, interesting. I did not know that was such a thing. But why would it? Why would it be? What's controversial about it? I guess then. Um, I if I had to guess, it's it's kind of along the same lines of the the same fears of the ozone layer getting depleted. Mm-hmm. So more radiation and and uh, harsher rays are going to break through because right. that field uh, love, that that love. energy barrier. Uh, that ever really happens, we're all just dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Goodbye, dinosaur world. I was thinking about this earlier as I was coming home. What's one of the more controversial things that you can guaranteeably get everyone across the board? to spit on you and i figured it out you ready for this one what's up dinosaurs are fake as fuck (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a good answer my mind went a little more racial but yeah (laughs) Uh, that's probably only only from the setup (laughs) because i can certainly think of a slur to piss every single person from every culture and identity off (laughs) oh well i'm just gonna stick with dinosaurs are fake yeah, but yeah. Yours is uh, yours is definitely more scientific and innocent in nature. Or spit in the in the face of science. <laughs> I, if I had to, if I had to really level it out, mm-hmm. I maybe believe in one quarter of science as much as I do magic. So, for how strongly I believe in magic. One quarter of that, I could say, is spent believing in science. <laughs> By the way, uh, this happened a couple of weeks ago. Did you see that Kanye uh, thought he won 20% of the vote in Kentucky? How'd that go for him? That was, it was totally a fictitious like fact and all that good stuff. But yeah, of course, it's annoying people because he's doing that selfish bullshit where he's just putting himself on to sell I don't know whatever it is a record or sneakers or whatever I, I dug it I, I I think he's somewhat serious about uh, these runs I think I think he's gonna be back for seconds in I would find it way more feasible that his wife or one of the other Kardashian Jenners could actually run <clears throat> oh, yeah. on a on a governor senator or even presidential platform one day I think Trump kicked the door wide open for that people are going to be very open to celebrities with zero political experience from now on. That's right. definitely uh, never going to go away in my, in my opinion. I didn't, I, maybe in the immediate future, obviously, but yeah, I, I think people are very open to just certain celebrities becoming political figures. Like I know everyone loves the idea of like John Cena or the rock running. <laughs> Jeebus. <laughs> When you have a good public track record, it's like, what the hell? Who are you going to hurt? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I mean, can, they'll find reasons to make people hate you, but you know what I mean? I've continually said uh, Jesse James or, oh, my God, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yeah. yeah. The Minnesota governor, right? Yeah. Jesse the body. Mm-hmm. Predator fame. Predator. Did you ever see the Arnold Schwarzenegger prank that was played on him? On Jesse? Yeah, they no. did it during Predator. So Arnold uh, had they had their like measurements for their costumes uh, side by side, and Arnold made the person that was measuring his biceps lie and uh, 
basically make it two or three inches less than what it actually was. And Jesse Ventura saw it, and then he wanted uh, Arnold, you know, because he was like, hey, Mr. Universe, I think I got bigger biceps and triceps than you. You know, let's measure this out. And Arnold, of course, won, and he was like, it worked. (laughs) I think... I don't know, like maybe maybe we need de- maybe we do need more pro wrestlers wrestlers in politics. I think they're mess. Uh, I I would say even if you hated Trump, it was still uh, entertainment fest either way. I know I'm probably uh, uh, that's an unpopular opinion to say, but yeah, uh, it's Every- still massively more entertaining. It, 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 you just got to get the right person in there and. I don't know. Maybe he still is that person because we'll find out on election day. But um, he, <laughs> we'll we'll find he, out week by week in December. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, because it's definitely not going to be over <clears throat> unless they're somehow able to count all the votes in all the swing states up <laughs> within a week somehow. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I still think it's just going to come down to that. Texas is still going to be Texas. California is going to be California. I know everyone's still worried about Texas becoming a democratic state but I, I still think that's like eight to ten years uh, out there yeah once it. once the rest of california moves in yeah exactly it's gonna take something like that it's too soon for it to swing like that but uh yeah we'll see we'll see uh i know there's a lot of people here in georgia who definitely are uh pleased with governor kemp and the trump administration but i don't know if that's the whole state or just the surrounding Atlanta area or not. <laughs> Interesting. So all the suburbs and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, obviously, you know, I, I know you don't know like the complete geographic layout of uh, Georgia, but I mean, Atlanta is like a, a very, you know, Northern part of it. I, don't, I have no idea what people in Southern Georgia or what, you know, Southwest, Southeast Georgia feel about that. And maybe Trump will still win the state, but I would say he's going to win the state by a lesser margin than he did in 2016 if he were to win it. <laughs> that was something we were kind of talking about last night because we had a post-debate catch-up. But mm-hmm. when or if Trump doesn't take it away and Biden gets in the office, I kind of came to a conclusion that it's just going to be four years of keeping Trump in the media and blame yeah. all the fucked-up shit Biden and <laughs> Harris pull and get away with they're just gonna blame it on Trump pretty much <sighs> I mean this was this wouldn't be the first time either because if you really think about it uh Bush had the uh housing crisis in 2008 which Obama inherited and then if Joe were to win he's obviously in, inheriting the pandemic <laughs> uh economy this isn't the first time that uh that a Democrat has won office after some economic crisis uh, under a Republican administration. It's happened like at least once or twice before. Wasn't there a one during Reagan's time too, I believe? I can't, I don't know if that's right. I, I think there was like an oil shortage or something like that maybe. Uh, the oil, the oil sh- gas shortages would have been during Carter in the 70s. Uh, so Republican, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, Wait, no, Jimmy, yeah, never mind. Jimmy boy. Democrat. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> um, as far as the housing bubble is concerned, I just I I viciously point my finger and wag it at Wall Street, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they created and, that whole mess. 
And all those uh, surface sub- rich assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and the the scheme where they uh, subprime mortgages, right? Or subprime yeah. loans. Yeah, that was exactly it. I mean, that's that's all fucking Wall Street ploys and and dark yeah. arts. That, You're giving houses to people that could never pay back this money. And Wall Street now wants Biden and Harris. They have both admitted on air during these debates that they have the backing of these organizations and Wall Street as a name and the Moody polls or whatever the fuck it was during the VP debate. Mm-hmm. And as far as the pandemic's concerned, <laughs> I mean, like... Joe's all in with that whole fucking build back better stuff. I know that I had sent you guys a link. It's a search uh, search engine for show notes for no agenda. And there was 580 results for the term build back better. I mean, this is a global fucking ploy. <laughs> uh-huh. there, there's There's an illness for sure. But it's so closely related to what we would normally call the flu. But there, there's there's actual cases with COVID nineteen. But then there's people with the flu, and they're getting conflated as the same. And they're going to be able to do this at will forever from for now on. Like with, with the way they they do all these tests and everything with the PCR tests. I don't know if you're familiar with any of that shit. But it's this amplification process and they take the sample and they drop it into a subterfuge and they spin it around a fuck ton of times and they they uh, multiply essentially all the little bits and pieces of all the microscopic shit in the sample from your saliva or the nose swabs or blood samples and when they spin it up, like the, the max amount of times that you're supposed to spin it is 35 full rotations, but they're doing it at 40 plus. So they're why? Because it gives you a positive result because you've taken this, like, like let's say you have a dead fragment because you just happened to breathe in by someone that caught it or that, that was infected and you walked in and you still had it in your system, but you weren't exposed long enough to actually get sick. You're still carrying the virus with you, but you're not like passing it around. You just got a little bit on you Mm -hmm. or you have, just the regular coronavirus, which is more commonly known as the cold or flu or pneumonia or any of these other ones, right? SARS, swine flu. That that's that's the fucking trickery behind COVID nineteen and coronavirus. Why you see them flip, you know, fucking flip flop back and forth so hard? The potential to manipulate results. Yeah. So now they got all these these PCR processes. That they're calling tests, and if anybody wants a much more elaborate, much more thorough and informed breakdown of all this, I recommend just listening into the No Agenda show and go back to like February of this year, because they're probably twenty hours deep into debunking <laughs> all of this this COVID panic. So yeah. they have all these PCR tests. They're amplifying dead bits of this virus. And just because it's there, like it's not 
it's not a test. It doesn't tell you if you're positive or not. It's just you take a little bit of something and then you make a lot of something and you look at that sample and you're like, oh, yeah, you got Corona. And I think where they originally got it from is the AIDS test back in the uh, 80s and 90s. And you look at the way Fauci and Dr. Burks were all involved with AIDS. Like, I'm not kidding what I think that there was some manipulation of gen- uh, ooh, excuse me, genetic code and they crossed AIDS with, <laughs> with the coronavirus. Like, I know that's kind of an inflammatory thing to say, and I don't have the smoking gun to bring it here to prove to you, but it's just as good as theory as anything because nobody knows fuck all. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows uh, nothing. No one does. Everyone just knows wear a mask. That's pretty much all we know. And then, like, 200,000, like, the number was 2 million, 3 million when this first started. Um, It would be super curious to take the total death rate of 2020 and compare it to the death rate of the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. You're talking about in terms of the flu? As a whole, nationwide. Mm. I think that would be a pretty good background to test test it on. No, I see what you mean. I mean, like... So, so like, just based on, like, normal, everyday deaths, whether it's, like, car-related or uh, any other illness or... Natural causes, heart disease. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole... Like, Like, was there an influx of deaths this year? Or not? Like... Is there an additional 200,000 deaths on top of what what normally would be expected to happen? Exactly. Yeah. Big, good question. Uh, Hard to answer because we don't know, obviously. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm really not trying to sound callous or belittling. No, no, or anything. we just need a doctor or someone who specializes in, in all honesty, death statistics. <laughs> but they all get shut down. Anybody that comes out and says, "Man, I don't really know about this," they get fucking banned. All their videos pulled from social media. It's censored across the board. You yeah, I just only- saw that uh, QAnon's uh, been taken off of Patreon. Oh yeah, I, mm-hmm. uh, I, it's it's just. I was like, man, on that one, I was like, because it's it, it's so it's so. <laughs> well, that, that fifty fifty on everything they, uh, uh it, it's just so fifty fifty. I was like, eh, it's kind of a nothing burger to me. <laughs> even because I'm I'm still the mindset that it's not. I don't think it comes from a source of good big old air quotes. Good. Do I think that there's someone intelligent using it? Fuck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Easily. Um, Which is why you want to cut off the money. (laughs) But again, when you go and start striking people down, you just fucking galvanize them. It's like you're over neutering. (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i mean if you if you just let them alone and let them call out christy t and when she starts tweeting on all these pedophile jokes like Mm -hmm. shit would be you know it would be 
at a media or a medium level, I feel like it would not be so much of a oh fuck now we got to ban them everywhere. Now right. we really got to show them that they're onto something. <sighs> Decisions. So. But yeah, yeah. There's also no doubt to me though because it's related to Trump. That's also why they're doing it as well. There, there's no, there's no doubt about it between Silicon Valley and mainstream media. Um, and honestly, uh, it, it, I don't know what ballpark in the American public. There's a shitload of people who just want this guy out of the White House, and they're willing to accept Joe, even though they know he's not the brightest crown in the box at all. <laughs> and that's that's uh, and that makes the perfect puppet president. I like, tell you what, which is like, like on one side definitely good, but also unfortunate on another side, and the lesser of two evils, and this and that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I don't even think there's enough of Joe there left to necessarily be evil anymore. Uh, in all honesty, I wouldn't. Uh, I would be perfectly fine if if he were to actually win, he would step down, and then uh, I. Uh, in all honesty, I, I trust Kamala a lot more than I do him to make decisions and ah. you know, on, on things ah. because I I just I just I just can't, don't see it with him. He's 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 definitely part time senile. Like I I don't I don't see how he could, uh, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I I am so much less of a fan of Harris than I am Biden. Like I I don't I really don't. What if she like picked Biden. a good vice president though? How would you feel then? Huh? What if she picked like a decent vice president though? Well, how would you feel then? You know. Uh, well, well, how does it work anyways? Like, uh, if she were to become president, then what this the speaker of the house becomes vice president is that how it normally works no like, who, i think who moves they, up I think or does she have to pick a new one i think they would pick a new one mm. and you know who i think they would pick are you oh hillary yeah you clinton. are yeah hillary clinton, yeah, hillary clinton. no i should I don't, I don't think that would happen at all i want my i want my harris clinton ticket so then she can suicide harris and <laughs> <laughs> finally get <laughs> no there, there's no way there's no way that would happen i I, I do understand why why you would feel that way though. There's just no way uh, the Democratic Party what you, at, the you t- think at the top would be that fucking ignorant. You 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 think you think 2020 is the year that all of a sudden stopped giving? <laughs> right, right. No, I mean it's, it's all good points. I I just don't see it right now. But I have been proven wrong and surprised before. Yeah, I just I... don't see Hillary getting in there because, with all due respect, uh. The DNC and half of the community, like myself, does not want her in the White House or want her as a president or vice president. But which is why, which is why Trump really won because it was it, this is the back to back elections of the less of two evils. <laughs> but you know what? You forgot one critical one critical step. What's up? Hillary Clinton really wants to be president. She does, man. So I know she has pool over there too. So in that, it would surprise me, and then I'd get used to it in five seconds, I guess. I don't think I don't think that'd be the choice, though. I I think they'd probably pick a male. Um, I don't I don't see them just because they have the ability to put two women in the White House. They would go for that. I I don't think they'd do that. I think that would piss off a little, too many too many people who 
uh, just wouldn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> or, and, and they never would have voted for it either, probably. Like, cause I, I just don't think we're that progressive as, of a society to, uh, be down with that. But, uh, if it, if they did have the choice to do whatever they want, how do I know? <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's not, that's how Gerald Ford became president because he was, let's look this up because this is another, this is another instance of why it's important who the VP pick is. There's two of them that I can think I can think of off the top of my head. Um, the other one oh. is the uh, FDR ended mm-hmm. up picking um, I forget his name, but he he chose Harry Truman over this dude, and then when FDR died, Harry Truman took over, and then Harry Truman. <laughs> Dropped two atomic bombs of Japan. So <laughs> this shit can get uh, pretty bramped pretty quick. Yeah, but it would be crazy. Who would be a good vice president to Kamala Harris if Joe were to s- sit down? I can't think of one off the top of my head, man. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see it, man. I I just really don't see it. I know it definitely wouldn't be Bernie. That's for sure. Definitely yeah. would not be Bernie. I'm I'm I still boldly stand by my feelings about Bernie Sanders. Like Bernie Sanders is. Oh, I can think of a good one though. Andrew Yang. I actually really like Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang or Tulsi. I'm. Mm. I, I'd be open to that. Yeah. Actually, I I really wish it had been <clears throat> Tulsi. Yeah. Yeah, if that if it were to go down, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, if, if you know, if the DNC didn't totally drown out <laughs> their list of candidates, like, fuck, there's over ten there for a little bit. <laughs> right, just like Jesus. There are some good ones over there. Yeah, I, f- I fuck with Andrew Yang. I, I actually like his uh, political stuff on uh, automation and how it could easily cripple hard job force job force <laughs> in the coming years uh so gerald ford took over after nixon stepped down yep i took over after uh after kennedy was assassinated uh lyndon b johnson lyndon that was lyndon what about after uh abraham lincoln Oh, um, I'm just asking for trivia purposes right now. <laughs> Who's the guy we're after? Lincoln. Uh, By the way, uh, did you see the Family Guy joke on that once? No. Uh, Abraham Lincoln walks out of his house and he's he sees his neighbor. He's like, he's like, oh, oh, John, uh, I noticed your uh, your lawn's like a little bit longer than normally. A, a little bit longer than it usually is and then they, his neighbor replies I had a guy for that before thanks dick <laughs> Jesus <laughs> did you god damn did you know did you know that uh, Abraham Lincoln after he uh, enacted the emancipation proclamation you know what he wanted to do with the black community what's that build ships and send them to their own country to <laughs> port them all. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> he, he was really into that. Turns out and he was <laughs> a huge fucking racist. And speaking of huge fucking racist, I'm a little ashamed I didn't remember this one, but it was the good old Democrat boy, Andrew Johnson, that took over after Lincoln. Andrew Johnson. Don't even know what he looks like. Or yeah. He's on the uh, $20 bill. You mean Jackson? Oh, I'm sorry. That's... Yeah, you said Johnson. Yeah, Andrew Jackson. Okay. Uh, Succeeded. I'm like, who the F is Andrew Johnson? Man. What the f... Oh. What a blip of a presidency. Yes. My apologies. I... Yeah, yeah it's, Jackson's on the 20. Have you been right. calling it Andrew Johnson this whole time, <laughs> your whole life? <laughs> no, I just had a fucking brain fart because I wasn't looking at a oh, picture. Okay. That'd be uh, really funny. <laughs> he was impeached? What? President Andrew Johnson impeached. 1968, the U.S. House of Representatives votes 11 articles of impeachment against President Andrew Johnson, nine of which cite Johnson's removal of Secretary of War Edwin M. Stanton, a violation of the Tenure of Office Act. The House vote made President Johnson the first president to be impeached in U.S. history. Mm. Um, Second would have been Tricky Dicky. <laughs> then when the fuck did... Oh my god, I'm slipping. Who was Andrew Jackson? I'll be right back. Yeah. Oh, now we're doing a solo show. I'm going to teach myself a little history about President Andrew Jackson, notorious racist and face of the $20 bill. Seventh U.S. President. Interesting. That's... I have to go I back. I didn't even know there was a president that was impeached once. Yeah. Well, because Nixon, Nixon wasn't impeached, but he still resigned. He well, that's like, exactly why he resigned, because he knew he was going to be impeached <laughs> successfully. Um, It would be. OK, so my question is, since Biden pretty much did everything that they impeached Trump over, do you think Biden would be immediately impeached? Do you think he no. would step down? Uh, I hope he steps down, but we'll see. I mean, uh, there's there's so many things that are wrong, like in terms of the economy and people's jobs and livelihood and how we're even going to handle this pandemic moving forward until there's a vaccine. Like, I, I can't even begin to get wrapped up with the presidency because on a local level, I'm still <laughs> very concerned with like, you know what I mean? Like, is it even going to be possible to start a business or be successfully at starting one in the next year? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, because that's where my overly concerned in all honesty, this whole thing with the white house and the presidents, I know there's a lot of people who are passionate about Trump, and I'm not passionate about Biden either, but I, I do feel like uh, Biden will calm people the fuck down a little bit. But, but, see, but that's, that's only because he doesn't inspire much. <laughs> that, that's, where, that's where I take issue, though. Because you know, you know they live. 
They live, yeah. we sleep. Like that's that that I think that's the last place that we want to be is asleep under Biden, thinking that everything's all of a sudden everything's normal again and and back to usual operating procedure, which it's not going to be. Well, I I, I agree with that. I, I just feel like Trump incites and inspires a lot of the wrong behavioral types. I feel like a lot of people who are divisive in nature, obviously racist in nature, they've been ramped up over this man for the past four years. And I, Maybe it's just the birth of the internet and the fact that there's a smartphone and uh, TikTok or whatever uh, platform that you could go spew your dumb shit on. Well, but I, I just feel like there all of a sudden there are more people in this country calling people the N word or finding a sly way to do it with Black Lives Matter, and it's it's like these people who are like almost completely unaffected by it. They, they just like just tells a certain people to go fuck themselves. I, <laughs> I do love a good old go fuck yourself. I do too. I have when it's well learned and genuine, but yeah. this whole shit, this whole shit of, well, as uh, far as, as you, far you as tell, like, you could tell black people that kind of stuff anymore. It's over in this country. And I'm not even on the side of like where black people should be able to go around and uh, be assholes and racist to everyone as well. Like I'm definitely in the middle on, on a lot of these issues. I, I've just noticed a spike in it under Trump's presidency. And he does a poor job of uh, dampening it down. Like even like with the whether it's the Proud Boys or the fact that he's actually I'm sure he would call it an accident, but he's retweeted people who have like Nazi ties before on his Twitter account. And he has over 80 million people following him. So it's like you just put on someone that literally would hate this podcast because I'm on it. <laughs> well, I, I just I still I still can't get behind the Proud Boys being a overtly racist um, or even like a lamp in the uh, in the dark for like a you know a light attracting a moth or something for racists because from based on that um i just can't get behind what they're doing positively though we have cops what are they doing it's it's a whole fucking weird ass back and forth um i just think they're there to defeat black lives matter that's it they said they claim to be there to like fight and protect they're, they're not afraid to be defensive is usually what i hear them say but if all you're trying to do is fight these people who are i guess protesting whether you call it peaceful or not or you call them rioters or you know <laughs> a business burning crazy psychopaths or arsonist whatever you want to call it um which i'm definitely not for if you catch someone doing a crime like arrest them you know Right. Whatever. Or if there's no camera rolling, kick the shit out of them all you want to for being an asshole. But I, like, I, I, I just don't understand what they're doing there when we have cops. If I were to see them in my neighborhood, I would tell them to get the fuck out of here. Because all you're going to do is start a mob fight in my neighborhood. Like, we have cops for a reason. I'll call them when I need help. You guys, I don't need, I don't need your extra guns or your extra bats or a fist or whatever you're bringing to help. <laughs> Well, the other thing you got to remember, too, is whenever they announce a public gathering or a, a protest of their own, Antifa will deliberately go search them out. So, right, but Antifa doesn't represent Black Lives Matter. 
But I, I understand what's going on in Portland is, uh, you know, it's unique. It, it is unique to that city because I don't see that uh, kind of stuff going on here where I live. I, I don't know about Minneapolis. So how do you, how do you feel about it? I mean, we had the we had the umbrella man. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had the same colored uh, respirator and the black umbrella. Which go fucking look at any of the Portland videos, and you're gonna see the same sort of getup. They tried to claim that he was uh, undercover cop there for a while from St. Paul. That kind of died away, and then he turned out to be a Hell's Angel uh, member, which also just feels like a crock of shit. So I'm thinking. Maybe it's just an instigator, an, an agent provocateur. Running around. I mean, there are people like that. If they see a protest, they want to go do some crazy shit. They want to uh, vandalize. They want to start a fire. And there are fucking crazy people that look at these things as very opportunistic moments for them to do their sadistic shit. And this is this. I know we've had the conversation before here, but as a whole, that was the theme. It was a bunch of white dudes burning and smashing shit and then black folks I, would come through are you talking about the proud boys or talking about minneapolis oh, okay. uh, for the the nights of the riots like it was it was a majority of white folks burning shit down i've seen uh small instances of that happen here yeah and uh, it's just they're assholes <laughs> yeah i know I just, they're village assholes was, they I probably come more... from the suburbs too and they're not poor at all <laughs> which again like that kind of screams antifa <laughs> that's the joke behind them all right um, they're so self-loathing that they that their parents bought them a macbook that they, they gotta go smash up the apple stores <laughs> right you know it, it probably is something with dumb and retarded like that yeah um, if I could still use that but word. But then, you know, everybody everybody enough. that's so pro-fucking, like, got such a hard-on for Antifa, guess what? They all got fucking yeah. jobs. They all show up to work on time. They do their business, and they get a paycheck. So they're pretty fucking fascist. As it's <laughs> Sorry. Right. The shit. It's just the whole, like, it's mental tiring. hoops that people have to put themselves through and be like, well, I'm this thing. Andy No has a documentary called Unmasked coming out about the origins of Antifa. And I cannot wait because it sounds like in that, eh, fuck it. It sounds like they started out as a group that kind of had a thing for the Nazis and they were running around hand in hand uh, mm-hmm. doing a regime change. Could be totally I mean, wh- wrong. Whether you like it or not, like a lot of these groups, these very strong political groups, do have some ties to that Nazi bullshit. <laughs> it's usually it starts off something innocent like us first them, right? And then it and then it quickly spirals into all kinds of other shit. You know, I hear the leader of the Proud Boys saying we don't uh, go out and start fights, but yet I can find a video on the internet of y'all beating the shit out of somebody. <laughs> and but it's like that's I, not that's not self defense. That's to, a fucking to, beat down. <laughs> you got to think about these videos though. Mm-hmm. what led up to that fight right where's all that footage you know what what's the confrontation going on here because yeah i know i know of one for certain like, like it's a not a mob but it's a group of like three or four dudes uh chasing a pretty skinny motherfucker down actually and they're not beating the shit out of them but they're slapping them around and it's pretty shocking you know, to see all these kind of large, rotund men chasing someone down and catching up to them. 
I just see a lot of people who just want to get in a fight and start shit, too, at the same time. And yeah. that's going, I think that's, you know, when you were saying that Trump just incites all this hateful rhetoric, I think the media and Hollywood and. Yeah, it's definitely a combination for sure. But, you know, like it's one dude versus the entirety of the media uh, industrial complex and the military and the pharmaceutical and the educational and, and, and you know, the corporate, like, cause there's, there's plenty of um, corporate entities. I feel like you can find anti-Trump stuff. Oh, so, easily. I mean, that's Hollywood for starters. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> through and through. I mean, Hollywood's mm-hmm. fucking corrupt as it comes. Um. And I don't know if they'll ever <laughs> come back from this lockdown the way that they're used to. I'm curious. I think it's going to be just people making movies. I don't think we're by any means going to stop making movies and TV shows because Netflix is guaranteed that. But uh, so really, <laughs> I, d- I just think people are just going to make a movie and pray that Amazon and Netflix buys it from now on. That's really going to be it and how they profit and. So it's going to be it's going to be equally harder and more interesting how a movie can flip flip or make a dollar anymore. But as far as the box office goes, like that money's gone. It ain't happening. Not for at least probably another three or four years when we know enough people are vaccinated. Yeah, this propaganda ain't going to produce itself. No, I mean, they've already pushed back all the big movies to even spike any curiosity. It's good thing Avengers got their shit done (laughs) like a year or two. They got right under. Yeah, because I was trying to think about it. I was like, what movie would everyone break their social distancing or, you know, work with whatever the movies have set up to go watch? It would have been Avengers, Infinity War and Endgame, but they already got it done. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How do you uh how do you feel about taking a quick break here? And then uh I can email you something. Would you be interested of doing an on air dry read? Sure. I'll, no. Wait, do you want to know what it is or do you want to keep it a surprise? Keep it a surprise. I'm I'm gonna do it either way. As long as it's not me playing a neo Nazi, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. We'll be back, y'all. Enjoy yourselves. Welcome back, everyone. March, uh, whoa, no, October 23rd. That's where we're at. That's where we're, the year we're still in, 2020. Monty's doing a little bit of time traveling and prep for what we're about to bring to you. That's right. Uh, I found this just before I sat down to start up the show for tonight. And it comes from the Reddit website, and it's a CIA government, uh, CIA document labeled Mars Exploration, May 22nd, 1984. And I thought perhaps Monty and I could do a, what is it, a cold reading? A dry yeah. run. Cold reading yeah. of this. Yeah, a nice little Zoom table read. There's uh, two characters, the monitor and the subject i would guess mon and sub Mm -hmm. um do you want to be the subject and i'll be the monitor or do you want to be the monitor and i'll be the subject uh i don't know either character so i'll I'll just go with subject Hmm. all right well 
Um, I'll go ahead and read off the first page, which <laughs> sets the scene. Let me see if I can find a new character for this since Mike's not here. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> Mars exploration. Method of site acquisition. Sealed envelope coupled with geographic coordinates. The sealed envelope was given to the subject immediately prior to the interview. The envelope was not opened until after the interview. In the envelope was a 3x5 card with the following information. The planet Mars. Time of interest, approximately 1 million years BC. Selected geographic coordinates provided by the parties requesting the information were verbally given to the subject during the interview. ROJ for 525, May 22nd, time 10.09 a.m., plus 10 minutes, ready to start. All right, now, using the information in the envelope I provided, exclusively focusing your attention now, using the information in the envelope, focus on 40.89 degrees north, 9.55 degrees west. I want to say it looks like, uh, I don't know. It sort of looks, I kind of got an oblique view on a pyramid or a pyramid form. It's very high. It's kind of sitting in a large depressed area. All right. It's yellowish, uh, orca colored. All right. Okra. Move in time to time. Move in. Move in time to the time indicated in the envelope I provided you and describe what's happening. I'm tracking severe, severe clouds, more like dust storm. Uh, it's geological. It's a geologic problem. Seems to be like a, uh, just a minute. I, I've got to iron this out. Uh, it's really weird. Just report your raw perceptions at this time. You're still early in this session. I'm looking at it at a after effect of a major geologic problem. Okay. Go back to the time before the geologic problem. Um, total difference. It's uh, before there's no, uh, I don't know. Oh, hell. It's like mountains of dirt appear and then disappear. When you go before, see uh, large flat surfaces, very uh, smooth angles, walls. They're really large, though. I mean, they're uh, megalithic. Uh, All right. At this period in time now, before the geologic activity, look around, in and around this area, and see if you can find any activity. Uh, I'm seeing it's like a perception of a shadow of people, very tall, thin. It's only a shadow. It's as if they were there and they're not not there anymore, though. Go back to a period of time where they are there. Um, it's like I get a lot of static on a line and everything. It's breaking up all, of, all over the time. Very fragmentary pieces. Just report the raw data. Don't try to put things together. Just report the raw data. 
I just keep seeing a very large people. They appear thin and tall, but they're very large and wearing some kind of strange clothes. All right. Now, holding in this time period, holding in this time period, I want to move from your physical location in space to another physical location. But in this time period, move now to 46.45 north, 353.22 east. Move in this time to 46.45 north, 353.22 east. Well, deep inside of a cavern, not a cavern, more like a canyon. Um, I'm looking up at, up at the sides of a steep wall that seemed to go on forever. And there's like a structure with its, uh, like a wall of a canyon itself has been carved. Again, I'm getting a very large structures. No, um, the intricacies, huge sections of smooth stone. Do the structures have insides and outsides? Yes, they're very. It's it's like a rabbit warren. Corners of rooms. They're really huge. I don't feel like I'm standing in one. It's just a uh, really huge perception. Is that the ceiling is very high, walls very wide. Notes, real time, plus 22 minutes. Yes, that would be correct. All right. I'd like to move now to another location nearby. All right. Move from this point in this time to 45.86 north, 354.1 east. 45.86 north, 354.1 east. They have what appears to be the end of a very large road, and there's a marker thing that's very large. Keep getting Washington Monument overlay. It's like a uh, 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 obelisk. All right. From this point, then, let us move to another point. Move now to 35.26 north, 213.24 east. Move in this time to 35.26 north, 213.24 east. It's like I'm in the middle of a huge circular basin of the range mountains by almost all the way around. Very ragged, ragged mountains, very tall. Uh, basin's very, very, very large. Scale seems to be off or something. It's just really big. Everything's big. I understand the problem. Just continue. See, just a right angle corner to something, but that's all. I don't see anything else. Okay. Then let's move into a little different place, very close. Move from the point you are now in this time to 34.6 north, 213.9 east. Move now in this time to 34.6 north, 213.9 east. The clusters of squares up and down, um, it's like a, you want to make them square anyway. They're almost flush with the ground, and it's like they're connected. Something very white or reflects light. What's, the, uh, what's your position of observation as you look at this thing that reflects light? I'm amid a oblique left angle. Sun is, uh, sun is weird. Look back down at the ground now. And we're going to move just a little bit from this place, just a little bit from this place. 34.57 north, 212.22 east. 
very close by. Now move over now to 34.57 north to 12.22 east. It's like I can just perceive uh, like a radiating pattern of some kind. It's like some really strange intersecting kind of roads are dug into valleys, you know, where a road is just a little below the edge. Tell me about the shapes of these things. They're like really neat channels cut. They're very deep. It's like a road went down. Okay. Now I have, I notice electrically, you're nulled nulled out a little bit. And I want you to stay deep and recapture your focus here. It's really tough. It seems like it's just always very sporadic. I, I realize that. It's very important that you maintain your focus. I have a movement exercise again for you, and this is some considerable distance away. So holding the focus in time, remember the focus in time that you had before and moving now to 15 degrees north, 198 degrees east. Take some time and get back deep. See, the um, intersecting, uh, whatever these things are, are aqueduct-type things. These, like, rounded bottom carved channels, like roadbeds. See, um, see pointed tops of something on the horizon. Even the horizon looks funny and weird. It's like a uh, different misty, like it's really far away, but it's very vague. Okay. Another movement now to 80 degrees south, 80 degrees south, 64 degrees east, <laughs> 64 degrees east. <laughs> See, pyramids. Can't tell if it's overlay or not because they're different. Okay. Do these pyramids have insides and outsides? Um, Got both. They're huge. It's really a, it's an intersecting perception I'm getting. It, it's an interesting perception I'm getting, I mean. Note. I think he I think that he's losing his ability to move accurately, but he is attracted to things that are interesting. So we're going to go with his own. We're going to let him go ahead and explore what seems to be interesting to him rather than move him on the targets indicated here. It's filtered from storms or something. Say that again, subject. They're like shelters from storms these structures that you're seeing yes they're designed for that all right go inside one of these and find some activity to tell me about notes plus 37 minutes real time different chambers but they're almost stripped of any kind of uh furnishings or anything it's like a strictly functional place for sleeping or that's not that's not a good word hibernation in some form I, I can't uh, get a real raw inputs like storms, savage storm, and sleeping through storms. Tell me about the ones who sleep through the storms. Uh, very tall again, very large people, but they're thin. They look thin because of their height, and they dress like on, uh, oh, well, it's, it's like real light silk, but it's not uh, flowing it's not a flowing type of clothing. It's like cut to cut to fist, cut to fit. 
Move close to one of them and ask them to tell you about themselves. They're ancient people. They're uh, they're dying. It's uh, past their time or age. Tell me about this. They're very, very philosophic about it. They're looking for a way to survive, and they just can't. Notes, plus 40 minutes, definite voltage reversal. Can't get to seem their way out. They can't seem to find their way out. So they're hanging on while they look or wait for something to return or something coming with the answer. What is it they're waiting for? They're, uh, well, evidently was a, uh, a group or a party of them that went to find um, a new place to live. It's like I'm getting all kinds of overwhelming input of the corruption of their environment. It's failing very rapidly, and the group went somewhere, like a long way to find another place to live. What was the cause of this atmospheric disturbance or the environment disturbance? <sighs> I see a uh, picture, a picture of a, a picture of like a, oh, hell, it's almost a, a warp in a, uh, oh God, this is difficult. It's like going, let's see. Um, the raw data. Oh, uh, I, I, I get a globe. Uh, it, it's like a globe that goes through a comet tail or it's through a river or something. But it's all very cosmic. It's like space pictures. All right. Now, before you leave this individual, ask him if there is any way that you ask him if he knows who you are. And is there any way that you can help him in his present predicament? All I get is that they must just wait. Doesn't know who I am. Think he perceives I'm a hallucination or something. Okay. When the others left, these people are waiting. When the others left, how did they go? Get an impression of, don't know what the hell it is. It looks like the inside of a larger boat. Uh, very rounded walls and shiny metal. Go along with them on their journey and find out where it is they go. Um... Impression of a really crazy place with volcanoes and gas pockets and strange planets. Very volatile place. It's very much like uh, going from a frying pan into a fire. Difference is there seems to be a lot more vegetation where the other place did not have it. And different kind of storm. All right. It's time to come back now to the sound of my voice. Into present time to right now, the 22nd of May, 1984. The sound of my voice. Move now back to the room, back to the sound of my voice, back further now to the sound of my voice on the 22nd of May, 1984. End of interview. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about some Martian ass motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I like the perspective is written. Yeah, it's um, approved for release two, uh, August 8th, 2000. I'm not going to bother reading out that number. Um, <clears throat> if anybody's ever curious, I'm sure there's an email floating around there somewhere where you can hit me up and I'll send it to you. <laughs> if 
But yeah, uh, there's no names listed or nothing. Uh, it's two totally anonymous subjects. But again, I think the CIA is totally into all sorts of weird, crazy-ass shit like this and Stargates and Astral. I mean, this is Astral Projection, I suppose. Um, or kind of, kind of reminds me of like a interstellar going through the black hole. Yeah, remote viewing. That's the that's the one I was thinking of. Remote viewing, or which, even like a like Annihilation. Did you ever watch Annihilation? Nah. Who's, who's oh that? oh boy, that's a really good one with Natalie Portman. It's crazy. They go into this atmospheric spear bubble that's crash landed on Earth, and it absorbs. The further you go into it, the more it assimilates you into like a plant or grass or flower. And it's, it's like crazy. This thing, this alien entity just keeps reproducing and, you know, annihilating the environment around it as it grows more and more and takes over. Jeebus. Yeah. I, I know zero about this. This might be a fun movie for tonight. Well, okay. What do you think? Fast times or, uh, uh, no, I, definitely watch Annihilation. That shit is gold, man. Yeah. It's got like yeah. it's got this like fucking because some of the things that begin to mutate, like just stay as their mid mutation. So there's like this really creepy fucking bear that's uh, lurking and hunting down these scientists, and it, it's honestly a really, really, really good movie uh, that spawns a obviously a lot of good questions. I don't know how closely adapted to the book it went. Oh, but, shit. uh, but I, I would dare say like the book's probably like a really, really, really good fucking read. Cause the movie I, I thought was excellent. You know what? Uh, immediate vibes. This gives me is uh evolution. Quite similar. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which evolution's up there on my favorite top <laughs> list. So, Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this one now. Evolution's uh, definitely funnier, uh, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> this ha- this movie has very uh, very despairing humor. <laughs> it looks uh, rather bleak from all these pictures. Uh, lots of mm-hmm. animals, lots of jungle scene. Or... Where are they at? Like, where does this take place? That, that's a good question. I can't remember where it like its atmosphere bubble lands exactly yeah. in the movie. But all I know is, like, I guess uh, a group of scientists went in before this all... This, they sent in, like, five male scientists before. None of them came back. And one of them was married to Natalie Portman's character. And so she, now she's going in with her her um, her team of women. And that's the perspective we uh, see the movie through, is them. You know what else <laughs> this gives me vibes of, but I'm less excited about, is Prometheus. It's, it's definitely better than Prometheus. I, I I wanted to love Prometheus so much, but after going back and watching it years later, ah, but it Prometheus, was so fucking pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> Prometheus doth unlovable. <laughs> yeah, there's just too many things that make no sense in it. Like, I, I love, uh, what is his name? Uh, Ridley Scott. Yeah. I think it's like, I think he created one of the, obviously one of the greatest like sci-fi universes of all time. But Prometheus just, if all your movie does is like ask a bunch of questions that never get answered and you don't even get any satisfying answers to the few questions that are answered, 
no, it's it's just pretentious. It's like acting. It's uh masquerading as like insightful and groundbreaking, but it it's honestly just a bunch of unanswered bullshit questions See, it's, it's that same <laughs> and then all the characters are just dumber than ever it's like the really scott movies used to have smart characters now these ones have dumb people that get themselves killed all the time <laughs> uh oh god there's an alien right snake there. let me take off my fucking mask and pet it <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's like what <laughs> It's the, because uh, didn't it have Damon Lindelof and what's his nuts, the other dude from mm-hmm. Lost involved? And both of those uh, guys. Yeah, yeah. Fucking J.J. Abrams. You know what yeah, You know JJ. what they get themselves off to the most? That mystery box <laughs> storytelling device where yeah. it's, never, it's never the contents of the box that they're presenting to you is what the reward is. But the mystery of what's in the box is what like, is the most rewarding. <laughs> at least with the Force Awakens, like I, I understood why a lot of people disliked it because it was a rehash of like every other Star Wars before it. But I, I was excited because I thought going into this Last Jedi, we would get a bunch of fresh new stuff, and then for some reason, Ryan Johnson just wanted to shit all over Luke Skywalker. <laughs> And that's literally all he did for that movie. And then they got the, and then JJ gets the third movie back. I'll, I'll never understand why they switch directors throughout these trilogies. That that part's dumb to me. Why don't you just give one director, pay him well, and he'll you know tell a continuous story. But it, because that's exactly what happens when you give the direction off to somebody else. You know they'll take the story and fucking butcher that. I I I, I there are some Ryan Johnson films I actually do enjoy. But he's too, like, he's too all about, like, subverting your expectations. But he does it sometimes in a horrible way. Like, when Luke Skywalker throws his lightsaber, what the fuck is that? I still remember being in the theater when I first watched it and everyone just going, ugh. Like, why? (laughs) It makes no sense. Well, his, his whole mantra was, the past has to die <laughs> right. And when we kill the past, we're gonna cut off its head and then poop in the wounds. Right. It was literally like watching Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. It's like, why are you raping this character so bad? Yeah, it's and like for for sorry sorry y'all, spoiler alerts, but you know, for Luke Skywalker to make a fucking force fueled collect call across the universe and then eat it after that like what the yeah that, that was the other worst thing about it like now you now you can force heal people and everything so no one can really die because you have the force like there used to be this thing you could you would sparingly see and now they just made it completely fucking ridiculous like, i thought they did enough in the force awakens like i saw kylo ren stop a laser beam in mid in mid flight i thought that was cool i was like cool that's a dope uh, level 10 uh sith jedi master uh cool thing to show off but the moment they yeah making these zoom uh <laughs> calls using the force across galaxies it's it's like when star trek started uh this is jj's fault too when they started teleporting across the fucking galaxy what the hell is the point of a spaceship now <laughs> yeah i'm i'm no fan of his um and i feel like just to continue to sit here and bash on what was it the last jedi yeah 
What was uh, Rise of Skywalker's the last one? Yep. The big running around who gives a shit movie. <laughs> it's like watching uh, Transformers and Star Wars, basically. I wouldn't know. I stopped at number two, I think. <laughs> so I did exactly. See, what JJ likes to do is he likes to have his characters running and, and doing dialogue. He loves to do that, which is what he does all through the Star Trek films. It's, but when you like, you know what I mean? Like you, you gotta make, you gotta evolve this shit at some point though, you know, slow well, it down. Lost. Let, let these people talk to each other and give me a reason to give a shit about them. You know, lost was plenty of walking around. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, it's like you forgot what made you a good director or something. <laughs> I understand they gave you $300 million, but you could spend that money on a lot of things and slow the pace of the movie down and still tell a great story. Well, with, uh, Last Jedi as well. I feel like the res- the fans' response to the first one. Oh my God, Rise of the uh, no, uh, the Force a- Awakens. The Force Awakens. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there was such a such a abhorrent reaction from the fan base that they deliberately. St- Stepped outside their box and they were like, you know what? We're going to make a movie that shits on everything that you're into. We're going to make our new Star Wars. And then it turns out that the fans were like, no, it's still kind of garbage. Ultimately, too, it's all Kathleen Kennedy's fault, too, because she was in charge of all of this. She was overseeing all of it as uh, Bob Iger uh, was basically retiring from Disney because I'm pretty sure he's going to run for president in like another four or ten years. But um. Because I know, I know he's talked about having political aspirations, and who better to easily vote for than a guy that gives you Disney? Jesus. But, anyways, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, in my opinion, messed that whole thing up. She put a bunch of writers that didn't understand Star Wars, and they started doing identity politics, which is another thing. I have no problem with a female-led movie, but if all you're going to do is uh, shit on the male characters to make the females look better, it, you're going to have complaints at the end of this movie, because... These used to be good characters. I don't understand why they can't coexist and be awesome together. Right. Why, do, why does the guy have to be a misogynist or just a dumb asshole? Because they weren't like that in the previous movies at all, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, you know, I, I really would have preferred, you know, there was a universe that existed where in the sequel trilogy to the original trilogy, we would have a scene that actually included Harrison Ford Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill all on mm-hmm. set at the same time. That would have been kind of cool too. Yeah, it would have been really cute swan song send off to all of them as well. But they didn't. They didn't. They deliberately yeah, no. waited for the mystery in the box to be Luke Skywalker Q credits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then, it, it, even the, uh, what was the black character's name who defected? Uh, um, Finn, Finn. Yeah, Finn. That I thought that was an excellent thing uh, that they, you know, obviously showed in the Force Awakens, but they never did anything with it. I was like, this is an interesting character. Why did he defect away from, uh, you know, the stormtroopers? Is this a current or ongoing problem? Is it? Is he the only one? Like, I was like very curious. I thought they would take that in a 
uh, in its own vehicle, and he, we'd have fun with that in the second movie. It's like, well, why is this guy defecting to be to begin with? What happened? What happened in his brain, or what's going on? You know, is he is he a clone <laughs> of some fashion? Because, yeah, you know, like, how many how many of those motherfuckers are still getting cloned? Right, there's so and so much, so much. It, it's and like literally, just... there's an excellent story there somewhere, and he just no, you wanted to throw in strong female characters because there's too many guys. And it's like, I don't have an issue with the women leading these films. They just keep writing shitty characters for them every time. <laughs> and the whole, uh, 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 what, what, what's his name? What's her name? Laura Dern's character and, uh, and The Last Jedi is like, what, why do you hate Poe Dameron so much? Oh, wait, was she the commander of the ship? Yeah, the purple lady. Yeah, the purple Karen is what I like to call her. <laughs> she, she, you give us a fucking Karen, and it's like, what is the strategy behind not telling your troops what you're planning on doing? That's like the perfect way to create mutiny. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I wish Mike was there for that one, because I can just, I heard him in my head shout about Biden there, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it just makes no sense. Like, I, I love a good story. That's why I, I, I uh, if you're going to watch a good one, Ridgewan Hines really good, but unless you're going to get high and watch it, I'd watch Annihilation instead. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> Annihilation will have you, especially when you get to the ending, it'll just have you, it's one, it's a thinking movie for sure. And I, I can't remember the name of the director. I think his name's like Andrew Nichol, but he's also done like, um, I think he did Gattaca back in the 90s. He, he makes really good science fiction films. Gattaca is the one that I need to watch here pretty soon because I feel like that should... Oh, you never watched Gattaca either? I, That's a really good one, man. I, I, I want really to say that I saw it on network TV on a weekend way long mm. ago, but it was all cut up and edited. <laughs> no, I really love that movie because... It, that book and that movie has the potential to become a really good uh, Netflix, Amazon show. Someone's going to buy the rights to it someday because they literally have uh, discrimination down to a science in this movie, in this universe. Like you can't podcast agent because your DNA says you're not worthy. You're you I, I, actually, you're not going to college either. Your life will be McDonald's. It will be cleaning toilets. It will be sanitation engineer at best. That is all you're allowed to do. It's all it's fucking in your DNA, and it's uh, not against. It's against the law to not hire you because your DNA isn't good. But it's not against the law to hire a better candidate <laughs> either <laughs> because you're deep. But yeah, like so, there's like this crazy thing where everyone is basically an artificially inseminated baby. And uh, all the science is picked out to pick your hair color, your eye color, your height, your lifetime, exp uh, life living expectation and everything. Like they know you're going to live at least 95, 96 years right off, right out the gate, you know, and they could pick, uh, they could also cherry pick out like your uh, traits for alcoholism and drug usage, all of it, like it's all it's all done in the lab before you're born like an director set yeah but yeah that that's what gattaca is all about and uh there's this guy one guy named vincent who's a natural born which is a rare thing in this you know distant universe and uh 
essentially he goes against the odds to become an astronaut and he takes on he fraudulently takes on someone else's identity which is jude law's character <laughs> holy shit all right so i'm gonna yeah. fast track it, that it, it's, it's a fascinating movie like it would be a lot better I, I would love for them to revisit that story and make it a tv show because uh vincent's uh pretty against the odds motherfucker and it's you know what i mean it, it, it's it's great it, he's a great character <laughs> it, it, it gets to the point where it's like he should be dead because they estimated his life would only be like 35 40 years of age because he has a heart condition and he outlives that too and it's like you know well maybe you got your science doesn't know everything <laughs> and god is real or so you, you're or the universe loves me more than you i don't know <laughs> spit in the face of science mm. that's yeah you, you see that all the time in real life when doctors say like there's no way you're gonna you know live another six months five years go by <laughs> i uh, okay, so if you had to pick between Annihilation or Gattaca, or ooh, I... that's a tough one. Ooh. That's a tough one. Yeah, they're both really good science fiction films. I, I would say Annihilation because like it's more up to date with the graphics and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're a big Uma Thurman fan either, but she. Eh, yeah. I, eh. she, I, I would say she was okay for the role in in the movie, but they uh, they could have written her character better. I'll say that much about it because I I do think she's a good actress when she's in the right role, but I, I don't think that was a good role for her only because uh, it didn't uh, it didn't suit her. Ironically, though, uh, that's where she met Ethan Hawke and they have a kid together now, and that child is on Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, uh... she's the ice cream girl. <laughs> that's their that's their kid. I I found that out last year randomly. That is Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter. <laughs> I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Small. And on, the, and on the boys, uh, Huey is Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. <laughs> Jesus. And they got themselves a whole little collective going. <laughs> yeah. Nepotism is a real thing, man. But I, I, I don't I don't mind that kind of uh, stuff either, though, because like that's why Drew you're Barrymore. successful to make your kids life easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I have one for you. What's up? Uh, what's his name? Kyle McClock. Uh, I thought you were gonna talk about the uh, run movie with the people getting sent into space and exploding or whatever. <laughs> oh, Logan's Run. Yes, Logan's Run. Yeah, that that one's. I mean, it's it's you know it's about as hardcore seventies sci fi as you can get. But uh, I do like the the whole aspect of them getting chased down. Um, again, mm-hmm. like they have this designated time frame in which they can live. And it's all dictated by a little crystal in their palm that changes different colors. Uh, it's it's quite a phenomenal movie, in my opinion. Um, but the one I was thinking of was uh, Twin Peaks actor Kyle McLaughlin. Okay. Is that, is that his name? I think so. I'm, I'll look it up right now. Uh, uh, wasn't he, he also on Sex in the City? That I could not answer. I've, I've never really paid much attention. Yes, Kyle McLaughlin was in a movie called The Hidden. Yeah, he was, he was a character in Sex and the City. Yeah, that's what that's where I first knew, knew him from. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, are you familiar with this movie? Uh, I thought it was a show, uh, Twin Peaks. No, 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 sorry. And they brought it back on Showtime, right? The movie I'm talking mm-hmm. about is called The Hidden. Oh, okay. 
uh, 80s science fiction alien. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Twin Peaks, The Missing Pieces, Twin Peaks, uh, Fire Walk With Me. That one's pretty good. It's a Twin Peaks movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiefer Sutherland's in one of them. He's in... Fuck. Is it Fire Walk With Me? He's in The Missing Pieces, Kiefer. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> Maybe I should just shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Not batting well at all tonight. Uh, so The Hidden is a 1987 American science fiction action horror film. And the whole deal is there's this alien from outer space that's come down and it jumps inside of people's bodies and yeah. it's uh it's an outlaw criminal so once it gets in a body it runs around and starts causing chaos and it's like robbing banks and stealing cars and Kyle McLaughlin shows up as like a outsider FBI sort of NSA type dealio to the local uh left coast cool hit PD officer and there's all this like um when you know when when worlds collide because it turns out Kyle McLaughlin is also an alien but he is the like investigator type alien from outer space and he's hunting down the bad alien. Interesting. It's good. It's way better than I just described it. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm adding it. I'm gonna watch it on Prime for two ninety nine tonight. Uh, the other one that I was thinking of was Dark City. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with that one? I don't believe I am. Oh, this one's fucking rad. It's got Rufus Sewell, Kiefer Sutherland, Richard O'Brien, William Hurt, and it's this total uh, dystopian film noir detective film again and it's mm-hmm. got murder. like like a blade blade runner or uh blade runner but in modern times okay but oh dude actually i would i would say unless you already bought the hidden do this one instead mm-hmm. um, uh, so instead of the hidden do what's it called dark city it's 1998 film neo-noir science fiction film uh, Richard O'Brien, who was also um, Riff Raff from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, plays one of the main bad guys in this. Oh yeah, Rufus. Okay, yeah, he was in uh, he was in Shakespeare in Love as well, <laughs> and A Knight's Tale. Yes, he was. Oh, really? That's what I'm really thinking of. It wasn't Shakespeare in Love. It's A Knight's Tale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a great actor. Oh yeah, and we got Jennifer Connelly's fine ass in here too. <laughs> um, and I want to say this came out like right before the Matrix did. Uh, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the Matrix was ninety eight, ninety nine, the first one. Um. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, mm-hmm. I have not seen it. If it wasn't for Annihilation, this would probably be on my list for uh, viewing pleasures <laughs> tonight. I like it. Maybe maybe that could be a potential episode theme. I think we should add more movies to the podcast, in my opinion. Uh, like, like just a sectional talk, and we could all like just 
even if we've all seen it already, we'll just like dedicate like one five, 10 minute portion. Cause I think it's an excellent way to stay topical. Cause we all obviously love uh, our fair share of like weird horror, punk rock and roll, crazy shit. You know what I mean? And I just, I, I feel like we're leaving money on the table because it goes really, it goes really well with all their conspiracy stuff to begin with. You're, and we all know a good right. film that could teach a good lesson about all this. I like it. Like having a designated segment. And yeah. It's like, and it's, and it's something we're all easily going to watch and we could watch it in like a night or, you know, or fast forward through it in 20 minutes if we had to, <laughs> but it would, it would be cool. Cause I, I, I really want to, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of losing interest in the art of binging shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause binging shows is fun. You just need to, that if we're going to podcast it though, you need to do it on an episode to episode basis, to be honest. Right. I, I, I like the idea of the movies, you know, I'm sitting down, mm-hmm. start, you know, put the you know. quick one to two hour burns and, you know, you get your, not in your jokes in. I'm I'm glad you brought this up because I was thinking about this. Like, w- wouldn't it be fun to do an episode where we try and find the most conspiracy science fiction show that, like, if you had to put odds on it, this is what we're going to end up doing. So, like, Gattaca <laughs> or Minority Report or yeah. uh, The Matrix easily. <laughs> Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Snowpiercer? Yeah, that was fun, too. They had the class systems within the the train uh, carts. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah, and they're just fun and relatable because everyone loves movies. <laughs> you know? Conspiracy like is also a lot of fun, too. They just obviously take uh, more time, but these could easily be quick burns for us, at least pressing as fuck <laughs> yes they are because there's not, not so much hope in them you know uh i don't know who the good stand-up comic conspiracy theorist is out there i'm sure there is one tim dylan's good it's, it's very hard to like you know what i mean talk to a crowd of people about conspiracy and make them laugh about it and that's what i want to do i want to i want to make people feel good while we're doing this not necessarily just tell them it's all going to hell still <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna find this uh back to, back to the weather with you adrian <laughs> megan mccain you know who megan mccain is right yeah yeah yeah, absolutely she's been very uh out this there is, about uh, her opinions uh of this administration this is a story of a girl cried a river and drowned the whole world I'm just I don't know if uh, John McCain had a black daughter either. I did not know that. Period. This is not that Before daughter. my father died, I had a baby with him. And we're going to, it will be raised in captivity. It'll be raised privately to be the greatest politician that has ever lived. My name is Megan McCain and I'm on a news show called The View. And Donald Trump, that fucking riverboat casino captain is talking shit about my father again. My father was tortured for a hundred years for this fucking country. And he came back and he started seven wars because he's a gentleman. Fuck you, Trump. I'm gonna wear my father's skin mask and I'm gonna primary Trump from the right. Come on The View, bitch. If you're that tough, come on The View. You wanted Alessandria Ocasio-Cortez?
You want this shit? You want to fuck these tits, Trump? You want to fuck these tits? No, you don't. You want to suck cock. But I won't fuck you because the only person I'll fuck is daddy. I'll fuck his corpse. I'll fuck daddy's corpse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Uh, yeah, I've seen him on uh, Joe Joe a couple of times, too. He's a good guy. Yeah. His his uh Tim Tim Dillon's going to hell is pretty good. Uh, he's got another one on YouTube. He said he was going to start a master class called uh for high school student uh, middle school students high school kids nine uh, nine eleven a closer look. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You gotta catch attention somehow. <laughs> I like it. It's been twenty years now. We could all joke about nine eleven now. Isn't that crazy? Because 10 years ago, when we first met each other, not so much. Still couldn't, really. I mean, you could, but you might, if you meet someone from New York, you might get punched in the face. But nowadays, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I can I can say from experience that there's certain conversations that I still hold to be true, but uh, electively choose not to have them with a majority of people that hail from that part of the country <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly know your audience yeah <laughs> there you go see stand-up comedy is good for everyone <laughs> oh i i donated to a show today from uh one of the no agenda shows which one uh it's a it's one called grumpy old bens um, okay why bens is they're both their name Ben's? No, the there's a running meme on the No Agenda show um, that all the IT people are at heart a collective known as either a dude named Ben or a uh, dude named Bernadine, and they're all IT specialists, computer scientists. So whenever they're talking about an IT guy on the show, it's like so a dude named Ben. Right, I know an, a, a guy from IT, dude named Ben. Right. Uh, so they're two former. Uh, one of them used to work for Microsoft. Uh, I'm not sure what the other guy does. He hosts a, a music pre-show before the No Agenda shows twice a week, mm-hmm. but they do a lot of talk on authoritarian policies from authoritarian dicks in our government. And totalitarian tech stories. So a lot of stuff on like Amazon, uh, why you should never <laughs> download any app on your phone or computer ever, period. I mean, there's, there's a lot of like super heady computer conversations mm-hmm. that just kind of go right over my head. But when they're talking no, about... I get it. I, I listen to Everett Snowden from time to time and he fucks me up too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I'd say they're fairly right-leaning, uh, dudes, but mm-hmm. their approach is really funny, which is always the selling point for me. Um, yeah. but I, I just, I, I like their overall approach. Um, I've called into their show a couple of times. They do like a post, uh, live broadcast of their shows, um, had a conversation and donated and they suggested because i told them a joke on air and then i wrote in a joke and they said Mm -hmm. maybe we could uh help me out getting my stand-up material back together 
And I was like, oh, little do they know, I've done it twice. <laughs> right. It's fun, man. It, it keeps you on your heels. I always recommend it for someone. If you're, if you're looking for something new to do with your life, please uh, try stand-up comedy. I I cannot say you'll do excellent. It's different for everyone. Maybe you'll be awesome your first time. Maybe you'll be dog shit and you'll bomb. But you can get better at it, and it's actually worth trying to get better at it as long as you're willing to actually listen to what people want from you. And that's just different with everyone. What works for me won't work for you, but you'll figure it out if you give it more than a try or two. Uh, so any, anyone going through a little anxiety out there, I highly recommend stand-up comedy. I know it's a different workspace nowadays because we all have to wear a mask and social distance. But uh, if it's uh, available in your in your city or your area, I highly recommend it. It's a it's a quite a unique therapeutic experience in in my opinion. <laughs> it doesn't, I, and this is just speaking from experience. It doesn't always feel like therapy, but it is really fun. <laughs> yeah, I always think it just humbles you at the very least. <laughs> You know, and you'll have a newfound respect for all the people that are really good at it because you know how difficult it is now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, the second time wasn't all that bad. I had this really weird flat earth joke that. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't quite. Yeah. I mean, it definitely got nailed I, I was home. probably there watching it. I just can't remember. Uh, uh, this, I this was recorded in, it. This was in uh, Detroit. Uh, oh, okay. I definitely wasn't there, yeah. But it was only the second time. The first and only time was over, uh, well, before that was at Dead Crow. Yeah, Dead Crow. Yeah, they're still open, too. I've, I've been look, checking in to see if they're struggling or closing down, and uh, it seems they're still, they're still finding a way to stay open. Is it the same location still? Basically, I believe so. Yeah, nice. I do mm-hmm. miss those Wilmington bars. Like, They're so simple. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's the uh, like you know, it's like the home strip there for mm-hmm. a long while. All the theaters down there too. Um, excuse me, some good times. Indeed, good indeed. Times with only, good people. I only wish the Uber Lyft uh, experience had been there uh, sooner. <laughs> Because goddamn, those taxis were expensive. <laughs> right. Using a <laughs> well-expired student ID to still ride a bus. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good times, man. It, hey, it's like, uh, I don't know if you watched the Matthew McConaughey bit I sent you, though, when he was talking to Joe Rogan. Yeah, it was the great. Five, the five months, like he's like, yeah, yeah, this is what I have to do, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to shut myself in and lose. What was it? Fifty. Fifty pounds. Fifty pounds. Yeah. I and he was explaining to his son. He's like, "Well, son, uh, remember a year and a half ago when I was like doing that work? Well, a year and a half later, someone's thought that work was excellent, and they gave me a trophy for it. <laughs> and you know, and it that clicks. It's like, oh, you may not get your high five or your money or your recognition." But down the road, you know, that's for me, this podcast or anything else I'm investing myself in to, you know, better myself as everyone else is, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's capitalism, too. You're usually under, underappreciated and underpaid until you're overpaid and overappreciated. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Rolling naked but, in coins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you go from broke 
to printing money sometimes. <laughs> it's crazy. I like it. I would like to find something that would put me in a place where I could focus it on this uh, as a as the full time part. That would make me very excited. Oh man, we're, we're still building on the audience. I I, I think because you you keep uh, sharing the uh, download numbers with me. I think there's a lot of things we could still improve about this podcast. You could cut this uh, at the end of the thing if you want to. Let them hear whatever. it. But but uh, they're here yeah, with uh, us for this ride. I, I think we could get do better about talking about more topical shit. I feel like our podcast at the moment is still too heavily uh, political, which, with all due respect, is still a little boring. Because there's, I, 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 this is if it's gonna be hardcore political, it's gonna be hardcore hard to share it with people because not everyone wants to do politics. So I feel like we need to mix it, mix the bag up better. You know, I would love to tell people like we do movies and politics, but I'd be lying to my off my ass if I said that because we really don't. Sometimes we talk about the boys or a TV show or like Sopranos, you know, but I, 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 I would think it would be in everyone's benefit if we could all, if not for one of the podcasts we do every week, talk about a movie that we've all watched and, you know, have fun with that for like 10 or 15 minutes because it's it's. We'll, we'll we'll pick interesting movies that are you know in our ballpark like Agatha's or Annihilation and you know real real good thinking movies that uh, ask questions about the system or what's fucked about it you know Fight Club that's an excellent one yeah Fight Club's an easily an excellent one we could all talk about for an entire podcast I'm sure you know what is the Tyler Durden <laughs> in our lives and within ourselves <laughs> and <laughs> you know. Like these are these are very good things that apply to our everyday lives when done well that people want to hear and talk about and relate to because they're there. <laughs> I'm curious if there's a Jordan Peterson bit on Tyler Durden. That would be very intriguing. Yeah, that'd be really nice. I would love to hear his perspective on Fight Club. I, he loves to talk shit about or, or talk about Disney films, I should say. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be a good one. I'm going to have to go look that one out. I like that. And there's, I, I certainly feel that to a degree, uh, hence my whole rhetoric on, God damn it, I'm ready for this election to be over. Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like we should add more to the podcast, if anything. I don't, I don't think the podcast is going to go into three hours because we start talking about movies. I just feel like uh, we're just reading newspaper clips right now, though. That's a little boring. <laughs> well, so. I also had the Mothman's. <laughs> I also had the Mothman story. So, yeah. um, I, but, I but that's like, different though, because that's not everyday news. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Until that's I fun. found a uh, woman reports black humanoid figure with very large wings and legs in Cape uh, G I R A R D E A U Garadu, Missouri. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> I it's French of some capacity, but I that's not anything I ever learned. But yeah, but, but yeah, so that's my only. Obviously, I wish Mike was here. We'll maybe zoom in with him later on to discuss it. I feel like we need to start adding more topical and media stuff. If we're not going to talk about trending stuff throughout the week, that's not politics. 
I would highly suggest we at least add movies or something like that in there that fits along, fits within our scope of conversation, especially a movie that we've all seen and could talk about probably for days. <laughs> well, something that would be, I know uh, I've, a quick Google search would <laughs> net you lots of these. Knowing yeah. a handful of specific people that are known for this and also guests on other shows, the, that number is much smaller, but the people that go in hard and heavy on the occultic themes in movies is a mm-hmm. really cool and kind of niche category, I guess. Category, genre. Yeah. Um, Jay Dyer is one of them. D Y E R. He does some really great stuff about things like uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, well, Kubrick has a whole Wizard of Oz. I mean, he he's right. talking about all the fucking CIA stuff and, and imagery and. Mm-hmm. And we could do we could do that too, or, or we could just talk about it in our own way too. Well, that, I, that's what I, I was. I'm, I'm open to all of it. Well, here, here comes here comes the 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 other shoe. So no agenda's got their media and news deconstruction. Right, they break down. Mm-hmm. What if we did a fucking media version? Of, oh, I'm sorry, a, a movie version. A movie of version. It. Yeah, deconstructing movies. That's fun, man. Yeah, that's I excellent. I don't know if I want to do that every. Well, I don't know. Uh, we wouldn't even have to do it every. But some of the things you're even talking about, man, we definitely got to get video on because I would say like it'd be better for like YouTube purposes, <laughs> even, you know, if you're going to do movies, I say like, why aren't you on Facebook and YouTube? <laughs> yeah. You know, well, like, I, I, I could easily do and with all due respect, I could do is a lot of good things with those clips, too, especially just just because I know those conversations are going to be fun. They're going to be lively. Uh Mike's not going to have to say, like, are y'all still alive? <laughs> you know, it's like because politics gets boring, man. And it, it, it's not it's not because it's not important. It's just because it's like ugh, it sucks the air out of you. And I'm not getting paid a hundred million dollars a year like the Fox people to act excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, I, I... I'm totally of the mindset that Fox News is co-opted. <laughs> I mean, they all are, man. They they all have a hand that they cannot bite. It, you know, I think they're all controlled. They're all controlled by the same person, <laughs> either way. To me, right? That, right that's right. my thing. Because Jeff Be- Bezos is on Amazon, MSNBC, and in my house, so <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Are you excited for Jeff Bezos to be inside of you? Right, <laughs> along with Doctor Gates, he has my address. Like, he has my phone number. He has everything. Pop, pop. He has it all. <laughs> you know, I, I'm in. <laughs> knock, you know, knock. I mean, with all due respect, fuck Facebook. This man knows what I'd buy every day and every year. <laughs> well, so not only, uh, uh, not only. The things that you buy, the things that you look, the, the look at online, the the sites right. that you visit, it's the all there. Amount of time that you spend, the amount of time that you spend looking at a picture on Facebook, all gets yeah. tracked. I, I I got I got in a mini argument with a guy at a bar about this too, and he's like, I don't understand why people like 
like look up to these like ultra successful people. And I'm not saying they're all like horrible and evil or something like that. I'm just like, come on, man. They they play identity politics because it profits them. Because I, 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 I like literally asked them, like, do you know if Jeff Bezos is Republican or Democrat? I'll tell you the answer. It doesn't matter because he ha- he's in every state. He's in every ho- household. It really doesn't matter. So the best thing for him would to just not even have an opinion <laughs> on it, you know, but he could still do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> he's in the perfect position <laughs> to be everywhere, but have like no soul. <laughs> Daddy Bezos. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't matter, man. And it, I, I just, I, I don't get, I don't get it. Like whenever I do get politics to a certain extent, but to me, it all stops at the same place. If you're just an employee, if you don't own anything like a real business and you're not able to write off things and of that nature, and you don't have, you know, 10, five, 10 or a hundred people you're responsible for in their livelihoods. Like, like most of these political talk talks like stop, <laughs> you know, really early, you know, like most people want to pay taxes like Trump, for instance, but they don't own shit. So they can't, <laughs> you know, if you own things, you can write things off and manipulate the tax system. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's possible. But if you don't own anything or in other words, you're an employee or you're, or, you know, I'm not saying you're poor, but you don't own shit. So right <laughs> you know? he, he wasn't in office to write those tax laws for himself right i mean yeah you, you're a first-time homeowner now right me yeah no so oh yeah you're still... renting that place yeah i'm still renting ah God. but yeah like, you know what i'm saying man like and, until you own things like most of the monetary talk you're you're always going to complain about the taxes because well you're not making enough money, obviously. And I, I do agree, like, they shouldn't be increasing them on this and that. And there should be, like, us at some point, like, some kind of control, whether it's rent control or, like, you shouldn't be able to hike up taxes but so much in, like, one calendar year, let's say, you know? Because you need to give people time to adjust, at least, if you're going to do things like that. I, I just feel like it, when it comes to the money portion of it, though, if you don't own anything, man, you're always going to be somewhat struggling or pissed or, you know, what I mean, working harder, at least, because the, you, that's, the whole, that's the whole point of this capitalism thing. If you stay an employee forever, well, you're, you're going to inevitably, you know, be someone's uh, sandwich at some point. Because they could do whatever they want to. You don't own anything. You don't have any real stake in the conversation. I want to. I, 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 by all means in my heart, I want to own a junk removal business, a kick ass thrift shop, and a sweet fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So, and you could like, uh, you could like connect them too, and have them thrive off one another. Even that's that's the hope, man. Like, I legit, if it came to it, and and there was actual capital to rent a space to, uh, you know, do all the junk sorting yeah. and and uh, refurbishing furniture and all that shit, have a designated space that makes merch for the show, mm-hmm. dude. 
Absolutely. That'd be fun. That'd be Absolutely. awesome. Uh, yeah. I know, I know spring tease is like the only option I can think of uh, for uh, online uh, merchandising. That's only because I see so many YouTubers using it, but I'm sure there's many others. Is that the, is that the one where they'll take your design and apply it to whole shit ton? Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll make a mug for you. They'll make a shirt for you, uh, a blanket, whatever it may be. Yeah, I'm. I, I like the way their shit looks online. I yeah, that's what uh, Philip DeFranco uses, I think, too. Spring tea. Oh, really? I think so. Wait, is that the? Oh God, what uh, Jake Paul? Is that one of the Jake Paul sites? Oh, the ones that he owns. I don't. I don't know about that. I do know that uh, Jake Paul does own a uh, merch site for uh, social media personalities to sell their merch through. Which is honestly genius, you know. That's why he's never going to go away either. He's a real player. He owns shit. <laughs> what do you think you about know? all that boxing? If, if shit? you own things, it's you. First of all, it's next to impossible for you to get canceled, and then this, and then really, you always have a stake in the conversation, man. Because no one wants to talk to the employees. They don't own anything. That's why, unfortunately, all these assholes who have all the money uh, end up deciding everything because they own it. <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't need to be rolling by any means i just want to have enough time to fuck off and podcast <laughs> yeah yeah that's I mean. i'm not trying to get a yacht either though man like yeah I, I would like to make enough money and like I, I definitely own a house one day and uh if i have kids put them through college or i go on vacation once or twice a year i don't know <laughs> yeah I'm not, I'm not shooting for the moon with this shit, but I will take that money as well though, if it's available. <laughs> Would you invest in operations of mining on the moon? Operations of mining on the moon. It's a little too dreamy for me to see a return in my lifetime. If I could live to be 150, though, absolutely. <laughs> Yo, but think about this. like All those dudes that bought IBM stocks for their kids and then locked them away in some fucking vault or safety box, safety uh, lock I box. Get, I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just don't see it. Uh, I, I'm still rolling the roll the dice on the next TikTok or Snapchat instead. <laughs> yeah. I if, saw I, if I had the funds, I, I would pick that over um, the next, uh, big social I, I guess minerals on the moon. <laughs> yeah. I saw, I, I don't remember what it was because the only thing I ever saw about it was on uh, DeFranco's channel, but it was uh, a competitor to Netflix and Amazon. Oh, Quibi. Quibi, yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about Quibi for a minute? I know nothing uh, about it. <laughs> Do you want oh, to like man. Me? <laughs> yeah, so you're one of their main customers hey. uh, who never checked them out. So here's what happened. Quibi... Uh, uh, raised over almost two billion dollars uh, to start this company. I think it was like about a ballpark of like one point seven five billion, one point seven five billion. And then they launched. Uh, they finally launched six months ago, and the whole thing was supposed to be short form, uh, short form movies and shows. Uh, you you could quickly watch them because that's what Quib- Quibi is short for: quick bites. So you're supposed to be able to watch them for 10 minutes or less and you get your you know, show in a short form story. Fortunately, 
all he did was hire a, a bunch of uh well known to somewhat well known actors and they were shitty scripts. Uh I think at their launch date, uh they had a three month uh for free subscription before you'd have to pay five ninety nine a month. Nine hundred only nine hundred thousand people downloaded it and tried their uh free free version and I think these these numbers are still being debated over, but uh, supposedly about ninety percent of them dropped it after that three month period. <laughs> and, <laughs> Whoops! And so they basically uh, blew their nut on one point seven five billion dollars, and within just a hair over six months of opening, they're shutting down their doors and they're done. They even tried to get Facebook to purchase them or some of their shows, and even Facebook didn't want it. You know, that's real bad when Facebook doesn't even want it because they fucking almost buy everything. <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was basically basically what they tried to do was do what podcasts and Netflix, or I mean, podcasts and YouTube does for free, and Facebook does for free, except make you pay five ninety nine a month for it. <laughs> Jesus. It was dumb. It was just fucking retarded. And, and uh, I guess they, I yeah. could see all the flaws in it too. If they had just talked to people in this digital space, like a no agenda, for instance, maybe they could have got in on, you know, a short form podcasting or something like that, you know, or if they want to talk to Philip DeFranco about like short form news, Philip DeFranco makes excellent 10 minute videos. And the thing about it, that's crazy about this to me is why, I don't think a lot of people understand that the movie star thing is dead. Like I'm not following Arnold Schwarzenegger to Quibi or whoever your favorite actor may be, you know, God bless them for getting all the money and recognition from these companies, but I'm not following them to Quibi just because they made a show there. Now what's unique about Netflix and what they started is they gave you house of cards and orange is new black about 10 years ago. You know, that's, those were their, uh, flagship shows that sold it you know and made it and and made it seem like because they put like a hundred million dollars into those shows and it's like oh my god i could get quality here like this yeah i'll keep paying i'll keep paying but they never did that with quibi they made a bunch of shitty shows that no one wanted to watch and on top of it they gave it to what they thought was a bunch of star actors what they really should have done is gone in the opposite direction and just paid people in the digital space because when you have a following in the intimate setting like this, you can move numbers, you know, you could get people to change platforms, you know, like say whether you're like Tyler Blevin, uh, you know, Ninja on, uh, you know, whether you're Ninja or Philip DeFranco or I don't, I don't care, Jeffree Star or Hannah Mojo, Tanner Mojo or whatever. You can, you have bodies that will move and follow you to another platform because they love you that much. Jenna they didn't Marbles. do that though. Huh? Jenna Marbles would be a great contender. Yeah, Jenna Marbles is and, excellent. And Julian. She's been there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Instead of going so, down that route, so though, would they it, went would, with all these actors. Would it, would it have been We only like stories? you from this one show. <laughs> would it have been <laughs> fictional scripts? Uh, there is some... I mean, honestly, man, like it's already dead now. Like I'm sure you could check out some of their dead shows somewhere else. But uh, I don't know. They had Anna Kendrick on there. Uh, she she did that movie that was similar to uh, Ryan Gosling's movie where he had like a sex doll uh, 
lover character. She oh, did yeah. that herself, but I, I don't know if it was her sexual best friend or just her best friend. But it, yeah, they did that that storyline on there. I'm trying to think what else they did. They did a uh, storyline where there was like two guys from two different perspectives from their phones who were like uh, crash landed in Alaska in the mountains in the snow. And they're like trying to survive and both their phones are dying. And, you know, it, it, it was nothing that was compelling. Like you need a house of cards. You need a Game of Thrones. You need a uh, that thing that pulls everyone in. And they didn't make that show which was stupid because you had $1.75 billion at one point. You should have put $200 million of it into one really good show. Everyone else, you know, hopefully is as good, but this is our standard, you know what I mean? And they never did that. They just thought that they could get everyone to pay for YouTube. <laughs> is really what their model was. And you'll pay it's for YouTube because we have... Uh, Tyrion Lannister or Anna Kendrick or I, I don't know. It was it was bad. It was bad. One point seven five billion dollars though, man, down the drain, uh, within six months. And just think of all the people that could have fed, all the, like all the actual that that's how the, I know this like economy and um i guess the stock markets are a little bit phony and fictitious from time to time because it doesn't it still doesn't make any sense to me that the stock market didn't crash now it did in 2008 when that housing shit happened we stopped working for like bro like a month or two where did all those dow jones points they should have gone down right but they didn't they like just hung out and then now they're on the rise again. And then we find out that the richest of the rich made basically a billion dollars in the past eight months. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the bank bailouts. They're too yeah. big to fail. I mean, there's, isn't that... But where's the inflation too? Cause we're just printing money. Printing money is supposed to lead to inflation. Like where well, is it? Well, like, like we, why doesn't like, chicken or beef cost like, like we talked about before, it's 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 going to be coming down the pipeline. I don't. I mean, this is. I guess I, I guess I'm asking about the timeline then. It's. I, I would have to guess within. Uh, well, within, we within ten about, years, like. <laughs> no, I'm. I'd say like where, where two to three it? years. No, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I was just thinking like. Uh, Cause there's uh, digital dollars and shit like that. that um, people are rumbling yeah, that, about that, that they're, that they're wanting to pass and it's all cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, but it's man, issued no, by the state. Mr. Robot coming to life. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to, I should make Mr. Robot the last TV series that I binge. Uh, yeah, don't, don't binge Mr. Robot anyways. It, it's, it's a show that you need to honestly watch no more than two a night. Gotcha. Because there's a, there's just a lot of beautiful detailed shit in there. It, it, it's such a good show. You don't need to watch four or five episodes of it in an afternoon. It because it, 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 it's a lot. It, they it's actually a well crafted show. It's got good ratings. The star actor in it won an Oscar. He's so fucking good. I would say keep it to one or two a night. Uh, don't 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 Netflix binge Mr. Robot. It it's not worth it because you're. You're no, going to just get hit with so much information and then 
it, that's an ep- that's a show that deserves a one a, after every episode podcast discussion. It really does. Like that that show deserves forty five minutes to an hour worth of discussing amongst friends. Like actually like that kind of shit. Hell yeah. Because well, you, you can never, it, can you imagine like giving a review of Mr. Robot in under 10 minutes, even that season by season? You're going to, no, you have to talk about a lot more than that. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to get on top of that, start finishing it. Um, unless you want to take a break here, how do you feel about wrapping up for tonight? Yeah. I'm good, man. I'm cool. good. Uh, what are we at? Like two and a half hours, three hours now? Well, uh, 151 minutes, which. There we go. Yeah. That's two and a half hours. Hell yes. Well, if you're still here with us, hanging out and listening, thanks for hanging along. Yeah. We got some uh, movie discussions coming soon. It's, uh, I, I, I love our podcast. I just need feel like we need to spice it up some more. <laughs> I like it. I dig it. Annihilation? Yes. <laughs> Bro, I, I'll, I'll already watch that tonight, too, uh, if you're going to watch it. But tell me what you're going to watch tonight, and I'll, and I'll watch the same thing. And uh, we'll, we'll get Mike on it too. I'll buy him a subscription or whatever, or a rental if I have to. <laughs> um, I was gonna say. I mean, I, yeah. All right, I'm probably gonna do Annihilation. I was gonna say, still think you should do Dark City, and then we can flip flop. Right. Then, well, I'll, I'll watch Dark City tomorrow. I have more free time than you guys because you know what I do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, I'll get with Mike and. Other than that, we'll be back Monday, uh, Tuesday. <laughs> we'll be we'll be back. I've already rented Dark City, anyways. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's worth it. Trust me. Mm. Um, well, cool. In all other regards, I hope everybody's enjoyed themselves. Thanks again. Uh, you can't spell the new abnormal without NWO. What do you uh? What do you think we should title this episode? <laughs> 